episode nine. Let's get right yeah. into it. Yep. We have a lot to cover. We gotta go over Super Bowl. We gotta talk combine. We gotta talk off season. Mm-hmm. Uh welcome back everybody. Yeah. AWBP episode nine of Audibles. Uh thanks everybody yeah. for the patience during the hiatus. You know, life mm-hmm. gets crazy at times. Yeah. But um BP, good to be back on with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, glad to be back. You know, it's been a while, but uh ironically, Adam, it's today marks one month since the Super Bowl game on February second, so Yeah. I thought that was kinda uh, interesting. Well, let's get into recapping that. So Kyle Shanahan can't get the Super Bowl monkey off his back. Yeah. Every um, opportunity into the world. Um, I don't I, I don't know. He just um, – they showed they could hang with the Chiefs. But the Chiefs, this playoffs, uh, out of something about them being down mm. – they love facing adversity because they've overcame deficits in every playoff game this year. Um, it's interesting. What did you think of that game? Um, hey, well, real quick, because uh, this came out yesterday, Adam. I don't know if you know this. Kyle Shanahan uh, won Coach of the Year, and he had to go to Kansas City to pick up the award. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I, I don't know. I'm I'm reading the article right now on Pro Football. It just says like um for whatever reason he that's where he had to go to get it. So it's like, you know, they're kind of saying like that's um it's not a punchline doing insensitive joke, but he had to travel to Kansas City to pick up the award. I'm not really sure why. Maybe that's where they had all the awards or something, but did he win coach of the year? I know yeah. we, we, we haven't Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. He, Saturday Saturday night he won coach of the year. Uh well. I don't know. All right, this is what it says. He was honored as the Oh, sorry, sorry. Maybe I read this wrong. He was honored as the NFC coach of the year by the Kansas City based committee of 101. I have no idea what that means, but whatever. I was going to say cuz it was it was what um who was that? Yeah, you're right. It wasn't yeah. him, dude. Um, yeah, I, I I picked it to be him. I thought it should have been him. Yeah. Um, was it Vrabel? I don't think it was Vrabel. No. Um, yeah, I have to look that up. But anyways, the Super Bowl, um, like you kind of said, Adam, it's uh, this was so this, you know, this was Kyle Shanahan's second uh, attempt at it, you know, and keep in mind, you know, you can't blame one guy. You can't blame one coach, but uh, the thing that's not the thing that doesn't help him out is that now you kind of see a pattern where the two that he's been involved in, they have big leads, you know, going back to the Atlanta 28 to three lead. I mean, that was the worst. Granted, he was the offensive coordinator, so. I'm not going to put all the blame on him for that, but definitely a good part of it. But this is the reason why I picked the Chiefs to win because it's like, you know, I, I'll never forgive the Falcons for blowing that 28 to three lead and anybody that was involved in it. So I just, you know, and like you said, the Chiefs, for whatever reason, I was thinking about this before we came on here. You know, it's like what they play their best football when they're behind. I don't know. 
you know, I mean, Andy Reid's teams like historically start out slow. That was the theme for the Chiefs this playoff season. They'd go down, but they were never out of it. And uh, as you've already seen, then they came, they were down 24 nothing to Houston, came back. They were down 10 twice against Tennessee. They were down 10, came back. So when they were down 10 to the Niners, you know, I never really thought they were out of it. I predicted the Chiefs to win. 31 to 27 they end up winning 31 20 um i thought it was a great game though what what did you think adam yeah it was definitely a great super bowl yeah i I thought it was a pretty good game you know yeah both teams clearly deserved to be there it was a great game went down to the fourth quarter but it ultimately it comes down to these elite qbs granted Apollo was the right move for san fran not saying that it is but Mm-hmm. Um, in the fourth quarter, who would you rather have, Pat Mahomes or Jimmy Garoppolo? Obviously, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Um, just it, it, incredible poise by that entire team. If if I'm happy for anybody, it's Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to be a Hall of Fame coach, even if he lost the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Now this cements him whenever he decides to hang it up. The guy's been around forever. The guy is a player's coach. Players want to play for him. They respect him. He's well-respected in the league, even outside of the league, not only just fan base-wise, but in other sports. Like, he's he's a monumental coach. Mm. Um, and he'll be, you know, remembered whenever he decides to hang it up. But he, the guy doesn't sound like he's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, he's got Pat Mahomes for another 10 years if he wants. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, might as well um, ride that out. Pat Mahomes, uh, that was his guy from the get-go. He traded up to get him. Um, you know, having been in this league for what three years now, and he has uh, an an MVP, a Super Bowl, and a, a Super Bowl MVP, and he's 24 years old. The sky's the limit, and they're gonna have everybody returning next year, and they're super young. Yeah. So they they got a couple more years. You know, obviously Pat Mahomes, he might be the first. We might see Pat Mahomes be the first $200 million QB when everything's said and done. Because think about it, right? They're going to put this contract out. The cap's only going to continue to go up. So do you think proactively and sign him ahead to bigger money now before money gets bigger and bigger and bigger with all these other QBs that are are looking for bigger deals? So it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's no way, um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm guessing, are going to do what any and everything to make sure he doesn't leave that building. Uh, the guy is just unbelievable to watch. You know, he's never out of it. Um, my, my issue with the Super Bowl game is that a lot of, a lot of people were criticizing. They were him to say like, Oh, he played like crap until the very end, you know? And, I can see the argument like, all right, hey, they, they had only put up 10 points, you know. People realize it's the Super Bowl, it's, right? Well, well, here's the thing, though. It was 10 to t- – it's a t- yeah, exactly. Two, he's going against, you know, I guess the best defense in the, the best, league or well, one of them. The team in the NFC. That's all right. the Super Bowl. Right, right. And uh, the best team in, in both in both conference. So it's – But I, yeah, dis- it's tough. I, I disagree with the idea that he wasn't playing good because – if you if you remember, he scored their first touchdown. You know what I mean? It was ten yep. to ten. It was ten to ten at halftime. 
he had scored there. I think he ran it in on like a little option play and obviously had, he got them in field goal range too. So he hadn't done anything um, less or more than San Fran had at the time because it was 10 to 10 at half. All right. Then San Fran goes up 20 to 10. The problem, the problem I saw with San Fran is like, you know, you, you know, the chiefs can score at any point. They got that kind of offense, like bang, next thing you know, bang, bang, couple plays game could be tied up so it's like i feel like they were just pushing so hard to like they started passing like they just wanted to get a couple first downs they wanted to just like get another touchdown real quick instead of like slowing the game down a little bit running the ball a little bit more like being a little more methodical i feel like they were just it's like they were right at the finish line adam and they just tried to like rush it way too quick and then all of a sudden you know the Chiefs just get Chiefs get hot like they do at the right time. When it was twenty to seventeen, I said, "All right, if the Chiefs get the ball back, they're going to score, and that's going to be it." So that's basically what happened. And then Damian Williams broke the you know the nail in the coffin run to put the game away. But uh, I, you know, I did think it was a great Super Bowl. Forty nine is you could still say maybe they're one or two plays away from winning it. I know Garoppolo missed Sanders on that throw. You know, if he hits that, who knows what happens. But uh, hopefully, you know, the 49ers can learn from it. Hopefully Shanahan learns from it. Um, that was a huge play that was missed. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. It was. both people in the secondary beat. Yeah. And he was literally a, a step or two. Uh, it was that, he did. He had him, man. And it's. In front of him. And it was. That could have done it, man. That was that was a career defining throw. Yeah, not career yeah, yeah. defining because Garoppolo's still young. But you know what I'm saying? Like that one play, mm-hmm. um, just could have changed the whole course of everything. Now who knows what could have happened? You know, because right, right. It's the Super Bowl, but that that could have been it for San Fran. That right, was- right. And and you, and you hate you hate to to point it down to one play. But yep. obviously there's those plays where it's like, hey, you know, that one is a perfect example. The game potentially goes uh, San Fran's way if they hit that. Uh, right. one, I do want to clarify yeah, yeah. one thing, though. If you if, if that was – if you had Drew Brees yeah, or Brady <laughs> or Eli or Manning. Russell Wilson <laughs> or Eli Manning in that situation to make that throw, that's a touchdown. That's mm-hmm. what I mean by career – Define right, right. Like, and, that could have made like wow. This is what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be remembered for. Yep, hitting this deep throw when it counted, fourth quarter Super Bowl when you know the legends are made. Um, that that's what I meant by career defining. But um, yeah, no, what what a game overall. Yeah, and that, that's why it reminds me of Eli. It's like you know he he capitalized on those moments, those couple big throws in his career. Um, it's too bad, you know. They, they, like I said, they were almost at the finish line, and they just kind of like, you know, they, they, they just let it fall out of their hands. Unfortunately, uh, one, one guy I want to point out, Adam, you know, because we know Mahomes is going to get, you know, obviously he got the Super Bowl MVP. A lot of people talk about Damian Williams because he ended up with a hundred something yards and a touchdown. You know, that was my pick for Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, um, well, especially kind of clinching it with that. Huge mm-hmm. run at the end. Yeah. Um, and Tyreek Hill, all right? 
um, nine catches, 105 yards. But the guy who I would, you know, I'd give him maybe the X factor of this game for Kansas City because there was a couple big third downs, uh, and he beat Richard Sherman on one or two big plays. It was Sammy Watkins. He, you know, he went five catches for 98 yards. Um, he, you know, quietly had a very good game and came up with some big catches and key moments late in that game. Uh, again, the one, the biggest one being that third down, if you go back and watch it, but yeah, he was, yeah. you know, he ended up being pretty big for them. So all respect to Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. um, great player, uh, probably a hall of famer. Yeah. Uh, but he needs to transition to safety. Yeah. Um, I know cornerbacks is thing, but he he's he. I know he had his fair share of interceptions, lived up well past his contract this year. Yeah, um, definitely they should retain him. But um, you know, I would look at maybe moving him to safety. He could be a really good safety. You know, someone with a little more. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, he knows the game, with. you know. Right, yeah. I think it could be an easy transition for him. Not saying they need to get rid of him, mm-hmm. but I just think his days at cornerback, um, you know, it's better to plan ahead than to get behind. So, um, you know, yeah, he was burned a few times, but I think he's going to be completely capable of playing safety for the Niners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have lots to talk about. Let, let's go – I just texted you this before we were planning on getting on, but mm-hmm. supposedly uh, multiple reports mm-hmm. showing that Tom Brady has stayed in constant contact with Antonio Brown to join him in wherever Brady decides to play next season. Um, so this is developing. This is um, all over social media right now. It's all over the media. It's on Nesson. It's on the Boston Globe. Uh-huh. Um, a, we got to find out where the hell Brady's going to yeah. begin. Uh, but the fact that, you know, if tr- all is true and stayed in touch with Antonio Brown, we could, uh, we could be calling God again this season. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I think, yeah. Well, I don't think Brady was ever too fond of the fact that the Patriots got rid of um, Antonio Brown to begin with. You know, I think um, from what you kind of hear from the stories, he that never really sat well with him. And, you know, that was the big the big complaint for them this year. They didn't have the weapons and we only got to see Brady and A.B. for together for one game, you know, against the Dolphins, which was basically a practice for them. Um yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Antonio Brown has been all over the place. Uh, you know, he kind of that went... whole thing with him though. Yeah, never panned out. These rape allegations and oh, and I know. Yeah, we haven't heard it. anything about that. That has been completely like it never even happened. Granted, I know. The guy has been an embarrassment. Yeah, but let, let me let let me let me let me put this. Let me let me take uh let me take this on. Here. Well, now he's on the apology tour, Adam. Right, he's on the apology tour now. Listen, I everyone's human being. People make mistakes. W- what drew me over the edge? Yeah. Um, and you know me, I was a big AB fan till so he pulled all this crap with the Raiders, and then he called yeah. out Juju Smith. Yep. Um, the guy is a Hall of Fame player. He had the oh step, yeah the best you know. 
uh, consistent seven years in a row, 100-catch, 1,000-plus-yard receiver. Um, but, you know, he a public embarrassment, you know, you're swearing and cussing at the cops in front of your kids, in front of your, you know, in front of your, uh, you know, baby mama and all this. Like, he just drew so much unnecessary attention for him. Right. And granted, he, you know what? Uh, mental health is obviously important. People go through stuff. We've all been through stuff where mentally we're just not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. You, you got to, you know, kind of empathize with the guy and understand where he's coming from in a sense. Like, it's not like, listen, it's not like he's Dante Stallworth. He killed someone drunk driving and mm-hmm. he gets 90 days probation or whatnot. Right. Go, sir, what did you serve? 30 days in jail and right. a year probation, whatever it was. Right. Um, the guy didn't, hasn't killed anybody. Right. No. Um, so all this stuff has completely gone to the wayside. Now, if it's true and he's able to, you know, come back and, and, and get on the commissioner's good side and go through that whole legal process in order for him to get reinstated into the league, um, he's going to be he's going to be relevant again. And you yeah, know, I think I think ultimately um, I would. You know, if I'm a betting man, I bet that Antonio Brown plays in 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a team out there that's just, you know, and like you said, we haven't heard much of the allegations that he had. You know, everything is sort sort of dying down, which I'm sure NFL teams were just, you know, they probably saw it like, hey, it's not going to work this year. Let's let all this die down. Let him figure his shit out. Uh, get his life together a little bit kind of rebound you know come back for 2020 and maybe about a week ago adam remember he was saying like oh he was talking to the raiders again john gruden but mike mayock came out and kind of squashed all that at the combine yeah he's no nonsense he's not yeah burn mike mayock like that yeah he basically Um, he basically actually he said um he said ab had his time you know he had his chance here and you know we're basically moving on but at the same time, there's plenty of teams that would probably be willing to take a chance on him uh, just because of his talent. I mean, you know, the guy, the numbers speak for themselves, but that's, I didn't know anything about Brady uh, being, being in touch with him and all this till you had sent that to me earlier. But uh, we talked a little bit about it. You know, Brady's at the Syracuse game with Edelman you know, Edelman's kind of joking around and says, he's coming back, he's coming back. And then you see Tom Brady kind of laugh and shake his head. And he says something. People think he's saying he's not. Is, yeah, he's I, I, I watched or... it a few times. I tried to read his lips. It's, you know, he could be saying a handful of things. It's yeah. it's hard to tell, but I don't. And then also, Adam, there was somebody that was sitting behind them, got a picture. They were faced, uh, Brady and Edelman were on, you know, one of their phones FaceTiming Mike Rabel and somebody got a picture of it and it's um Are they all doing this for troll though? Well, you know, you, like are they all yeah, yeah, yeah. along with it? Like does he call up Mike Rabel like, hey coach, what's going on? Yeah. I'm it, not coming to Tennessee, but you wanna help me troll all the fans in the media. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time and, and you gotta think of it from this perspective. Does he go through all of this trolling against his own fan base here to get them all riled up? You I mean, what? Like, what is, are you going to do that to your fan base if you're not? Well, 
to make them like you know what I'm saying? Like it's right. selfish in a sense to make them realize like, hey, you you've gotten you've had it for the last ten years of us making the playoffs and nine straight AFC championship games and yeah. Super Bowl rings and all this stuff. Now do you feel like oh Brady this, Brady that, and you're like, you know what? Let's let's dig and make them realize what they had. Yeah. He is really leaving. Maybe you know what I always said, if he doesn't go to the Pats, he must go to Tennessee. And uh-huh. if he doesn't do either, he might as well hang it up. Yeah. I agree. And um I don't know if you follow um well you know you know Dave Portnoy, the barstool guy. Yeah, everyone knows him. Um <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh one bite everybody knows the rules, but TMZ Sports yesterday I believe it was yesterday. They they posted a video. They got him uh, like walking down the street or something, and he said, "There's a zero point zero zero percent chance Tom Brady's leaving." Uh, you know, basically saying, "You know, he's staying with New England." You're crazy if you think he's leaving. He's not going anywhere. Which has kind of always been my thought in the back of my head. Like, yeah, like you know. I mean, I mean, granted, I'm also like. Me, myself, I'm like a creature of habit. I like things to like stay how they are, sort of. So it's like, and and you got to think Brady. All right. He's been there 20 years, you know, just, just down to every little thing, like driving to the building, parking in his spot, you know, going to his locker, like being that, you know, I can understand if you were going to say if a guy is five, six, seven, eight, you know, 10 years into his career, if he's even if he's even playing that long in the NFL, and he says, you know what, I want to change the scenery, like you know maybe after a five six year career somewhere, all right, but twenty years in the same spot, now you're forty two, forty three, whatever. Now you're gonna go start over somewhere else. The only argument you can make is like, hey, this team is right there to win a Super Bowl. We just need a quarterback. But the issue I see with that. I, I guess, like you said, the Titans may be the only team that fits that agenda. But other than that, you think, hey, where's the best fit for him? Where can he go and have the best chance to win a Super Bowl? To me, the answer keeps coming back to New England. Like, wouldn't that be the best fit for him? You know, I know things fell apart for them in the playoffs, but they still had a pretty good season. Oh, they absolutely You, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you have to also wonder – you know, it, it, it this is a it, it's very weird because they let the contract expire. There's all this stuff at the beginning of last year with this contract. It was really two years, but it was really then it turned. Into I know I was, I was always kind of confused. Um, by that. The, then it turned into one because of how it was worded. So Brady right. restricted free agent. Um, you know, then you saw the report of him and Giselle taking the kids to some private school in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, they cleaned out the suites at Gillette. They sold Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Um, all of this stuff, if you were to add it up, yeah, it makes sense. It makes it look like he's leaving. But um, I, I don't know what to think. It's, um, you know, we could spend all day on this speculating. Um, what do I think? I think it's going, I think he's going to Tennessee. Um, that's interesting. Um, that's that's my guess as of right now. You know, we saw the reports. Uh, Jeff Darlington, who's been covering this since the very beginning, um, said that, you know, I would be completely shocked if Brady 
returns to the Patriots this year, given everything that's going on and based on people who he's heard from. So uh-huh. who knows what sources these, uh, you know, expert analysts and reporters have. Uh, but obviously these are credible people that work for the NFL and everything and ESPN. So, um, you know, for, for him to say that, uh, you know, pretty, pretty reputable guy. Um, right, right. I, I, not something I would just take a grain of salt on. I, I kind of believe it. Um, yeah. You know, and as I said, if he doesn't go to Tennessee uh, and he doesn't go to the Patriots, you might as well retire. Um, yeah. But I, I do I, at the same time, like I said, is he just is he just like kind of playing coy with everybody? Is he just messing with everybody? Like he's uh-huh. on this different phase. Cause like I said, like you're, you're at this point, like you said, in your career, you've been there 20 year, years. You're the face of the Patriots pretty much. Uh, half of the Pats fan base is going to jump ship to go to wherever you go to. If you decide to leave. Do yeah. With it at that point, like same thing, same building, same parking spot, same routine, TB 12, blah, blah, blah. It just, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I think he's playing the game a little bit, but I also think, you know, there's some truth to it. I just think that, you know, F, from from his point of view, I think he's looking at it like, hey, I've I've you know, I've I've given you the the hometown discount so many years. You know, we've been to I don't know, uh what is it? 9 Super Bowls, one six of them. But why now? Why, why, why are you not giving the hometown discount when you have a year? Well, right. It doesn't make sense now. But he, I think he just wants them to be like, I basically think he wants Belichick to be like, hey, like, you're my guy. Please stay. And, you know, we Belichick know. Be- doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't give a shit, dude. And I think that's the whole, I think that's what this all boils down to. Like Belichick. He, you know, he's, he doesn't look at Brady the way all the fans do. And see, you know, he looks at Brady and basically he looks at his entire team. Any guy on his team can be replaced. And that's Bill the, Belichick is 10 times more important. Exactly. A hundred percent. And, and I think, you know, for some reason that, you know, we've, we've heard it the last three, four years, it's been this power struggle, like. I feel like Brady, for some reason, maybe feels he's not getting the credit. Maybe it's he Brady and Kraft versus Bill Belichick. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly what it is. Remember, you heard the reports. We covered this, the uh, you know, a, a couple episodes ago, where there was the rumor of the Patriots wanting to trade Tom Brady to insert Jimmy Garoppolo. That whole, um, you know, that mm. whole thing was headed by Bill Belichick. Um, then they had a meeting and kind of sorted things out. This was the same season that Josh McDaniels accepted the Colts job and was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm out, um, and then stayed offensive coordinator. So there's yeah. a lot going on. And we've seen Bill Belichick time and time again get rid of key superstars in their right. prime or towards the end of the prime where they still have a year or two left. And he's like, nope, we're cutting early. We're yep. going to insert so-and-so. And he's proven that he can he can win. If he can win with Jimmy G um, – you know, with no Brady, I think, he. you know, as I, again, it comes down to the coaching. Obviously, he's going to insert the quarterback at, at what's best, um, because you know what? I don't think Bill Belichick is anywhere close to hanging it up yet. I know he knows Tom Brady's at the tail end of his career. Maybe Bill Belichick wants another five years mm. to coach with the new QB to prove and say, hey, I can win without Tom Brady. I can. Yeah. Whoever. Well, we're going to get it done. Well, here's a good one for you, Adam. Um, you know, the game is 
always changing. Um, you know, it's like one of those things. The more it changes, the more it stays the same. Or You know, like they say, football goes through these cycles. And, like, even though I think there will always be those key components that you'll see for, like, you know, you got to be able to run the ball and play defense, you know, in the playoffs late in the year and all that. But if you look at the teams that were in the playoffs this year, a good majority of them, all of their quarterbacks um, have something that Brady doesn't have. They have the ability. They're, they're basically, they're, they're mobile. They can extend, they, the play. they can extend the play on their legs. You know, I'm talking, uh, let's just start with Pat Mahomes. Uh, you, Jimmy Garoppolo, like not crazy, but he can move a little bit. Russell Wilson, playoff quarterback, and run around. Deshaun, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers um, the, the outside of the pocket. Lamar Jimmy Jackson. Lamar. I mean, think think about the quarterbacks that gave New England problems this year. Um, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, even Ryan Tannenhill. I mean, he did run around a little bit. Uh, so I'm sure Belichick sees this. The game's always evolving. The game's always changing. And how ironic is it? I don't know if you saw the report that the Patriots was supposedly showing interest in Marcus Mariota. You know, again, I don't. That could be that could be a bunch of smoke. But they're not gonna Marcus Mariota as a backup. Sure, Mm -hmm. he's not starter material. Right, Um, right, right. And um, yeah, I just I can't buy that. Um, one thing, one thing that I had listened to Adam and they, I forget who it was, but they kind of said it, they kind of, you know, they said it perfect. It was like, they basically said the best thing for Tom Brady is to stay with the Patriots. And the best thing for the Patriots is to move on from Tom Brady. So they're just at that crossroad, man. And something, something's going to have to give, you know, let's, uh, let's get into the combine uh, before I, we get into mock drafts and who might go where there's mm-hmm. one reason why I know we all get excited for doing mock drafts. We plan on doing a, a kind of a live episode and doing a whole mock draft, but <clears throat> everyone in these mock drafts, you have to realize every single mock draft is going to change Yeah, because of free agency. Right, right, right. We can yep. all speculate that so-and-so is going here. Um, what if the Bengals are like, you know, hey, we want Chase Young because guess what? We're going to go out and get Philip Rivers or Cam Newton or – you know what I'm saying? Like you don't yeah. know who's going to fall where. And this is one, this is going to be one of the biggest QB carousel free agency years in a while, you know, because we, we just talked, you know, for 10 minutes about t- where Tom Brady might go. Right. Uh, you know, so for instance, if he ends up in Tennessee, then where does Ryan Tannehill go? Mm-hmm. You know, Philip Rivers is going to have a new home. He wants to play in San Diego. Already came out and committed to not re-signing him or bringing him back. Uh, Cam Newton will definitely be a trade target. Don't be surprised if Trubisky's traded. Don't be surprised if Derek Carr is traded. I think with Gruden and Mayock specifically, uh, I think they know what they have in Carr, but I think they can do a lot better with getting someone fresh. I think they're going to trade Derek Carr this offseason, but it's going to be a crazy, crazy free agency period. It's going to change how the NFL draft works out. Yeah. Um, I actually heard on the radio driving home from work today, I guess the Bengals, um, they, they're going to put the franchise tag on A.J. Green. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's the plan. And obviously, like, for good reason, if they mm-hmm. draft the QB. Well, that's what I was thinking, right? Um, so so they were kind of drawing the connection. Like, I think they even said, like, I'd have to go back and listen. They said something. About, like, they made it sound like Joe Burrow was like, hey, you got to show me something. Or, like, so they threw the – they like, he wants A.J. Green around if he's going to get drafted there or something. But – um. You know, the other thing is then you, like, you, then you get the teams that, like, they, they pretend that they're going to draft the guy to maybe get the team behind them to trade up or something. So that's kind of what I think about the Redskins. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you had – we talked – you know, we talk football, you know, all the time. So I think it was, like, last week you were saying – about a week ago you had told me don't be surprised if the Redskins trade Dwayne Haskins. And then – just a day or two ago, it came out that, the, you know, supposedly they're interested in uh, Tua. Because um, you got to remember, Ron Rivera is not the guy that drafted Dwayne Haskins. Um, but again, are they just saying, you know, we don't know. Are they saying that, you know, so so it looks like they want him. You know, it's, it's that little game teams play. But supposedly I- the story there is Ron Rivera during meetings uh, when he met with Tua said, Hey, we want to draft you to compete, to compete with Dwayne. Um, that's what the report came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, uh, but the other thing I keep seeing is chase young. Uh, I just saw it like an hour ago. He said the best meeting he had was with the Redskins. Um, he's friends with like some of the guys on the team. He, you know, he, you know, he does have – I mean, granted, he did play with – actually, he played with Haskins and uh, the receiver there, um, you know, all from Ohio State. So, of course, me being a Giants fan, I hope, you know, these first couple teams do pass on Chase Young and he ends up on the Giants. I mean, that would be great. But um, it's curious to see uh, how it will all play out. I mean, like you said, free agency – it, you know, from now until the draft, it's going to change a lot of the, you know, where these guys end up going. I do think Joe Burrow will probably be the number one overall pick to the Bengals because um, they c- kind of need to get their quarterback situation settled. I think Andy Dalton's probably going to be out of there. Um, and they, they gave the other kid there. What's the backup's name again, Adam? For who? Bengals. They gave him a chance this year. Basically, they had him in for a few games, and they went back to Dalton. So, oh yeah, I forget who you're talking about. Is it Jeff Jeff Driscoll or something? Was it him? It, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> they, they basically the fact he had no, they gave him a good chance to like prove himself. I mean, he played well. Clearly, he didn't prove himself. Right, he didn't prove himself. So it would it would not surprise me if they do in fact go with uh. Excuse me, Joe Burrow. I think one. Joe Burrow is going to be the number one overall pick as well. I mean, if you really, you you got to think right. They had a new coach his first year, obviously. Sorry, it was Ryan Finley, Adam. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know who Jeff Driscoll is. <laughs> <laughs> isn't he a QB though? Uh, sounds like one, isn't he? Um, I don't know. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jeff Driscoll, you got to Google him now. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll. He was on the Bengals at one point. He's on oh, the okay. he's on the Lions. Right, he's on the Lions. Yeah, he's on the Lions okay. now. He's right, on the Lions right. now. Yeah, he's so, there. Um, so, yeah, I I think you know Joe Burrow 
is the consensus number one. I think, you know, Zach Taylor, his first year, obviously having a number one overall pick, he's got to land this. This is his coaching legacy here. Um, You know, granted, he's only been with the Bengals one year, but listen, it's not like the Bengals are a complete fire, uh, fire sale team. I mean, they Mm -hmm. got a, a decent defensive line. Uh, they need a little work in the secondary, but they have two young cornerbacks. I think they need help at safety over the top. Uh-huh. Uh, they need new linebackers, um, but they're not far off. They just need the QB, um, you know, to get them there. And they also need to just maybe add one more piece, um, you know, next to A.J. Green. A.J. Green, A, is getting up there now, and B, he's been injury prone. So I think it's important in this draft in either, you know, the second or third round, you end up taking a wide receiver to be safe, even if you're keeping AJ Green, um, but Joe Burrow is your answer. They have a good, they have a good uh, backfield. You know, Joe Mixon really came alive towards the end of the year. Uh, Giovanni Bernard is a decent backup, so it's not like they need entirely new work. Uh-huh. Um, I don't look at it as a fire sale situation. I think they need to add, you know, maybe two key, two or three key defensive pieces. Uh-huh. Agency draft Joe Burrow. And I think they could be in business in two or three years. I really do. Yeah, there was one guy um, that I actually wanted to ask you about, Adam. Um, he used to be the quarterback at Alabama. Then he ends up going to Oklahoma. And that would be Jalen Hurts. Um, I read something today that said his draft stock was climbing. Uh, they said he has a high football IQ. He's got the leadership traits, um, kind of a guy's not given enough credit. He, he uh, so they, you know, they said he ran the best forty time for quarterbacks. He ran a four point five four at the combine. Um, said he held his own, you know, with, with with the drills and everything, and he was throwing with good footwork, zip on the ball. I saw him on, uh, you know, like, I forget what, what is, you know, they do that like ESPN show, but it was Steve Mariucci where he like draws a play on the whiteboard. and then Oh, yeah. It. Gruden used to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Steve Mariucci like drew a play, you know, he drew the play up on the whiteboard, talked about it with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And then flipped the whiteboard and made him draw it. And, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't like a rocket science play or anything. The guy obviously nailed it, but. I think yeah I I think you said it right like he's not really getting the credit or hype at all and I'm just curious like what do you think do you think he's going to make it I I like the kid you know I think um I just think he's you know he had a great year at Oklahoma I just think it's getting overshadowed cuz they kind of got blown out in the playoffs and everybody kind of forgot about them but I'm curious to see like where is he going to end up and is he going to get a chance to be an NFL starting QB this guy's going to impress in his interviews. Yeah. They continue to meet with these, these players. And, you know, obviously when Oklahoma has their pro day, he's mm-hmm. going to show up. Yeah. Um, you can guarantee that. I think this guy, w- what impresses me the most about Jalen Hurts, um, remember the adversity he had to go through when he was benched in the national championship game for Tua. Sure. Uh, a few years ago. And he was just as happy as anybody on that sideline. Yeah. Um, you know, and was, yeah, he handled was, it very well. Yeah. Handled it very well. Maturity. That's stuff you can't, 
teach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. just your personality, how you were raised, how you were brought up. Yeah. That, that's just, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're like, oh, scrambling quarterback. That guy can hang in the pocket. Yeah, um, right. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they call at, him a dual threat, you right. know. He can hang in the pocket. Um, he, you know, when he needs to run, he he'll run, but he doesn't, he's not like, he's not timid. He doesn't look intimidated. He doesn't look like, um, you know, he doesn't look frantic in the pocket. He looks really comfortable. Yeah. Um, I think I honestly, man, I think someone's going to trade up for this guy. I really, yeah. uh, th- this guy, you know, you can't teach leadership aspects and traits. Um, and you know, he did the right thing. He, he ended up. Um, you know, asking for, you know, he ended up transferring, asking for a transfer, went to Oklahoma. Uh, this guy has a chip on his shoulder, man. Yeah. Um, you know, so this guy's one win away from being in a national championship game. Um, so, I mean. There was that other game he, like, after he got benched and all that, it may have been the next season. He, like, Tua got hurt and he came in and won the game for them. Yeah. Might have been, might have been against Georgia. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, it was it was just something to see. I mean, he came back in, won the game, and played great. Yeah, he he's got he's got it. Um, and I and I think you know he's my third ranked QB. Um, you know, as of right now, um, I, I mean, everybody's all over this guy, Jordan Love. Yeah, um, yeah. And and how he was like, oh, you know who do you emulate your game after? And he said, Pat Mahomes. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like, now he's the next Mahomes. <laughs> hit the break pal. Yeah. yeah. Um, it currently my top five QBs would end up being, uh, Burrow, Tua, Hertz, mm-hmm. um, then Herbert, then love. Mm-hmm. Um, love did throw. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sold on him. I think he's, um, I think he's going to be Jamarcus Russell. He is a big arm, big talent. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to, to handle um, or read the defenses that are in the NFL, like, uh, you know, Joe Burrow to, uh, right. You know, and Jalen hurts. Cause they, they, they did their due diligence in college. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. not sold on this love guy, Justin Herbert. Yeah. He had a, he was, I've uh, been hearing good things about him, I, uh, but I'm also not sold on him either. I think he's a good athlete. He's very athletic. He knows yeah. what to do. But he's a he's a, he he operates a ton out of the shotgun, man. A ton, uh-huh. um, yeah. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does, you know, under center. But I just, um, you know, I love the uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, I think he's underrated. I think he's really going to ball out at his pro day. Um, I think he's going to be drafted in the top ten. I really do. Uh, you might see someone like Oakland or Indianapolis. You might see someone that we don't expect. Um, you know, trade up kind of just yeah. like, you know, the Chiefs traded all the way up to go get Mahomes. Right, look, right. Saw that. Look yeah. how it worked out. So if someone really believes in this kid, like the Chiefs and Andy Reid believe in Pat Mahomes, someone's going to do it and this kid's going to work out. I could really yeah. see this kid operating well in Oakland with leadership like Mike Mayock and John Gruden. That might be a, good, a great fit for him. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what it is. Um but I've always kind of liked the way he handled himself going back to when he got benched in that game. And I, you know, I just thought he handled it well. And just the few interviews I've seen with him lately, and he just came off a pretty good season with that one year in Oklahoma. I don't know. There's just something I like about him. He's just got a nice quiet poise to him. And, and like you said, I think in the right situation, 
uh, he'll be able to, to be a good player in the league. Um, so it'll be that's curious though. Top ten, I'd like to see him be drafted top ten. Yeah, I think some. Like I said, I think there's high probability someone is going to trade up and, and take him. Uh, yeah, know, don't know. Um, as I said, it, who knows what's going on? We're, we'll get a better idea once free agency settles. You know that first, the 24 hours before free agency to the 24 hours after free agency opens is wild. It's like Christmas morning. Yeah, phones blowing up. This is so and so. Yeah, yeah. This contract. So and so is going here. Here's what's getting traded. Picks are getting traded here. It's going to be crazy. Like that day is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't wait for that. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll be going back and forth all day. We'll have a huge episode to recap all the moves. Obviously, it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, hopefully we we see good things from from Jalen Hurts, and um, you know that'll be good. Yeah. Um, another guy, Adam, I wanted to mention to you, and you know, kind of get your opinion on this guy. Uh, cause you know, funny speaking of mock drafts, cause I saw a couple mock drafts, um, where they had the giants picking this guy. I was talking to my grandfather today, you know, obviously he's, he's still a big giants fan. And he said, Oh, I hope the giants draft Isaiah Simmons, uh, the linebacker from Clemson. Mm-hmm. So apparently he ran a 4.3940 time. He killed him. Him and the uh, tackle Tristan Wirfs were mm-hmm. literally the two best overall prospects at the combine. Yeah. So, so here's what blew my mind about this, because um, you know this guy's. I don't know his exact his his exact weight. All right, hold on. All right, he's six four, two hundred and thirty eight pounds. This guy, and he ran the four point three nine forty. All right. Now listen to this. Faster 40 time than Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Alvin Kamara, uh, and some other guys. But, like, that is just kind of mind-blowing when, when you read that. It's like this guy's a linebacker, but he's faster than, you know, three or four of the best running backs in the NFL. That That's just, like, hard to wrap your head around. But, um, you know, if the Giants do end up with him, I would not be upset because they need help. Um, they definitely need help at linebacker and they kind of call this guy Jack of all trades. You know, he can do zone, he can do man, he can just put Work him anywhere the on the side. I think right. he played inside linebacker at Clemson. If yeah. I'm mistaken. He played inside. Uh-huh. So uh, just imagine like a faster version of Luke Keekley kind of. Right, right, right. And like just um, the guy's a, the guy's a monster. Mm-hmm. Um you know the the Giants are in interesting territory here with uh-huh. the the fourth pick, um, because we we don't know what's going to happen with you know is Detroit because supposedly Detroit and the Giants said they're open for business right um, with the third and fourth picks because you know there's a lot of QB needy teams. So it is going to be interesting. Like, do those players trade down? And you know what? We might see QB, 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 you know? Right, right, right. You, we don't know. Like, mm-hmm. um, like we like we keep saying, like, free agency is going to be dependent on all of this. Like, it's going to determine a lot of what happens in the draft. But um, Isaiah Simmons and Tristan Wirfs um, were definitely the top two prospects that stood out out of the, the whole bunch. They proved – 
Um, you know, they're the real deal. I know Daniel Jeremiah in his recent mock draft said the Giants' top priority should be protecting Jan- Daniel Jones. Yeah. And he originally had Tristan Wirth as a top 20 pick. He is now, based on his combine, moved him as a top five pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the guy, um, you know, Tristan Wirfs, he ran a 4.8940. He's like 320-something pounds. He's like 6'5 or 6'6. Um, he broke the record for the um, – um, uh, for the for the um the vertical jump. Yeah, and I saw that. What like that's the guy crazy. Is, like if you watch his combine, like he, he just like the guy moves, so he can easily. Obviously, what reason why that's important is because he can get to the second and even the third levels if he needed. Uh, you know, on these uh, you know, um, specific run plays, uh, you know, he can get to the second level quick. So. It'll be interesting to um, it'll be interesting to see, but um, you know Isaiah Simmons, the Giants, if they were to go either, if they were to go either way, wrong, they can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think they have to either get a defensive stud or draft a tackle or a guard for the line. I mean, I think those are the two pass that they could potentially go down um and you know people criticize dave gettleman a lot but again you know they they got barkley then you know a year later they got jones if they can really nail down the pick this year whether that's a you know a chase young isaiah simmons uh or do they go draft a lineman you know either way if they get it right, I, you know, I think you got to give him a little more credit than he's gotten because, you know, we talked about it the other day. A lot of people criticized the Giants for taking Daniel Jones at the time. Um, they, I mean, even to this day, people criticize them taking Barkley, you know, which, like, I kind of hate the argument, like, oh, you can't draft a running back that high. Well, you know, if he's that light of a talent, I mean, why not? So I never yeah, had a, they I definitely ne- got it right with like anyone yeah. objecting to them picking Saquon Barkley. Right, right. And now they have their Q, you know, they have their QB Jones. So they I just, think that they, they can really solidify the team this year with a good pick. You know what I mean? And we'll see. Like you said, they could trade down, they whatever. But I wanted to pick your brain a little bit, Adam. Uh, because you, you have a better idea of, like, who the top running backs are in this draft. I, I saw you posted, like, I know you like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think you, you had him down as the best back in the draft. I'm a fan, personally, of uh, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Yep. But uh, who who are some of the other running backs that, you know, that maybe, maybe like, your top five backs or something like who are some uh, of these guys? DeAndre you see? Swift certainly impressed. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Swift from from Georgia. Yeah, um, I like him too. Yeah, he uh, he showed up. He did what he needed to do at the combine for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm actually, you know what? I'm gonna go with um, with a little um, hometown love here. He's big. Yeah, he's fast though. I think he could. He'll probably slip. I would say maybe the third, maybe the fourth round. Uh-huh. The guy's big. He's tall. 
He's like a kind of a mini Derrick Henry, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, young, I think he can pack on some more weight and be a bruiser. Is yeah. AJ Dillon from BC? Yeah, uh, I don't think I saw I, him I, in the drills. His, I think it's because obviously it's BC. They're not a powerhouse team. You put this guy on Clemson or a team in the SEC, uh, dude. This guy, this guy, go off. Okay, uh-huh. um, like he, I think. He, he could be somebody that we don't necessarily hear about right away within year one or year two. He might be somebody we hear about in year three, four or five, like a Damian Williams, where he fills in for somebody and completely crushes it. Um, I'm a big believer in this guy. He's big, but he's fast. He knows how to hit the whole heart. He's a downhill runner. Um, I like the physicality aspect. That's why, you know, look at Derrick Henry. Perfect example. Right, um, right. These these are the guys. Remember, defenses are getting faster. They're more physical. It's not like in the 1990s where you're dealing with these fat slobs up front where you can blow by them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the defensive line. There's there's linebackers playing defensive end. You can right. easily put Nick or Joey Bosa at outside linebacker if you wanted. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So the defenses are faster. It's more physical. Um, the, you know, just, you know, talking genetically even. Like, you know, the, the these power conferences, uh, you know, in the Big Ten, the SEC, um, you know, they're just – they breed greatness into the NFL. Yeah. When you look at backs who are going to be able to handle it, um, you know, I'm telling you, like, these, these guys, A.J. Dillon, but – do Jonathan Taylor, man. Yeah, he's a stud, back, huh? Back 2,000-yard seasons, um, and the guy, is just, he's just all around. He can get it done. He can, you know, he's downhill. He can go outside, goes inside, utilizing the screen game. He can block. He can pass block. That's one of the, the things that we, we always look at the drills, the 40, but we don't look at these X-factor areas of like how good is his pass blocking and picking up the blitz when needed because right. linebackers are fast as shit look at you know we just talked about isaiah simmons who's going to be able to pick that up in the blink of an eye you know because guess what isaiah simmons is going to run by half of the backs in the nfl right now right um, right but i'm telling you like jonathan taylor i think is the ultimate complete package i would have swift after him uh then dobbins there's some other good backs i i, I can't um, you know, get my name, uh, put a name on right now, but just those are the three, um, you know, that kind of really stood out to me. And I think AJ Dillon, someone taking him in the third or fourth round, maybe he's a goal line back, um, you know, or someone on fourth and short that you can punch the ball. I think that guy is really underrated just because he's in the ACC, he's in BC, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good draft for backs for sure. Um, so do you see this, you see Jonathan Taylor now, is he, you see him going in the first round? I do. I think him, I think him and maybe Swift, um, you know, go first round. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, a lot of people regard Swift as the number one. Um, but I mean, do Jonathan Taylor, he just, yeah. I mean, unbelievable back-to-back 2,000-yard campaigns in college. Yeah, I mean, that's. Um, I would like to see him, you know, maybe him or, or the other guy, Swift, but both of them, maybe another. See, I'm a, I'm, I like running backs. I like yeah. good running backs, and I hate the 
you know, I hate the take on it as of late, like, oh, you don't need to draft a running back high. Like, you can just get any running back. And I've never quite been a believer in that, you know, because, again, I'm sure the Giants are happy they have Barkley. I'm sure the Cowboys are happy that they drafted um, Look Zeke, at Derek Zeke Henry. Elliott, Derek Henry. I mean, the Titans would not have been in the AFC championship game without that guy. Right. The guy right, right. carried the ball almost four. What was it? Three hundred and ninety-three times. Um, Christian McCaffrey with the Panthers. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I just think that I think the value is coming back to the position. You're starting to see backs get drafted a little bit higher. There was a kind of stretch of time where, like I said, where it was like, oh, basically it was because the Patriots are winning Super Bowls. You know, plugging anybody back there, but right. That, that's you know, that's just. That's one team. That's one coach. That's just how they do it. But I mean, I do think that there's a lot of value um, in a good all-around back. And and I know that you know you got to be able to do a lot mm-hmm. more now, which you kind of said this Jonathan Taylor kid is capable of doing. I think of like a McCaffrey, um, a Kamara. They can not only run, you know, Barkley. They can run. They can catch. You got, you know, pass block. You got to be able to do it all. But I like to see running backs getting drafted high, just because I want those guys to have. Yeah, uh, I, I love watching good running backs. You know, Hilaire from LSU is another name. Um, you know, I, I think he could be taken late second round, um, early third. But he's another back that stood out and, and mm-hmm. did what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean, if you think of this is one of the more balanced drafts when you yeah. QB receiver backs, um, tight ends, not as crazy this year, um, but it's stacked with offensive line secondary. Like this is a very balanced draft um, that, that we've had of in a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, when looking at it, I mean, the draft and the, the combine, the draft, the free agency, this is like, Outside of the playoffs, this is like my time of year. Like this is Christmas for me. So, yeah, uh, I just you know I I think um, someone's gonna take Jonathan Taylor, man. Like you know, I mean, look, perfect example of a team, you know, drafting a running back in the first round that panned out. Look at Oakland taking Josh Jacobs. I think he should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another great great uh, example. Um, you know, the guy got about him guy did everything he needed to do over, you know, um, close to a thousand yards in his rookie season. So, yep, guy's a beast, man. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm sure the Raiders are not regretting drafting him, not at all. Um, you know, so, um, interesting. Um, we saw a tweet from Evan Silva. Um, my brother in law actually, Eric, sent this to me. Yeah. Um, and he said, based on what the Panthers are planning to do or are not doing right now, uh-huh. don't be surprised if they pull a Miami and completely fire sale the team and you see Christian McCaffrey on a different team next year. Wow. But they aren't they keeping Cam Newton? They said that, but remember, mm-hmm. he they didn't commit to him as a starter. They said we're keeping him for now. And you even heard Cam Newton come out after and say, like, show me some commitment. Like, uh-huh. he, he came out and said that. But it's going to be interesting because think about this. When you have a big staffing change, uh, you know, and the, the, the perception is, you know, we were just talking about the value, you know, how valuable backs are. Well, a lot of people like this is obviously a pass eccentric league. 
Uh-huh. Depending on how the coaching staff views the running back position, maybe do you do you trade McCaffrey and just get a plethora of picks from somebody for him? Because you know someone's going to pay up to get Christian McCaffrey. Right, right. Because they're looking at, okay, do we just rebuild? Do we completely rebuild and do what the Dolphins did? And then yeah. Up, uh, you know, for people coming out of college next year. Um, or do we, you know, it'd be interesting, man. You know, that would certainly be surprising. Uh, but I guess it wouldn't be shocking, you know. It would shock me because he's yeah, still yeah. So not even in the prime of his career. Um, right now, he's my, I would say he's my second ranked back um, behind Derrick Henry right now in terms yeah. of, of ranking. And then obviously after that, I would give Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know Saquon Barkley was a little banged up last year. So, right, right. Um, but I mean, a thousand catches or I'm sorry, a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. Um, yeah, that's a lot of production, man. You you can't. You know? The guy obviously lived up to his hype. Um, another back that was drafted high. Mm-hmm. Um, that's lived up to the hype. So it's going to be interesting. This offseason, I tell you, what uh, what day does free agency start? Is it the 17th? Um, yeah, I thought it was March 18th. I think it's I'm, March 17th. 17th, yeah. PM it begins. That'll be interesting because that'll, you know, then you'll see what's going on with Tom Brady and his contract. And like you said, the rest of free agency to determine uh, the drafts, uh, mock drafts, how things are going to play out. So it'll be interesting for sure. I think you're going to end up seeing Le'Veon Bell. I know that I know the Jets came out and said like, yeah, Le'Veon's our guy. He's generational talent, blah, blah, blah. I think they're trading him in. And I don't think Le'Veon wants to be there anyway. No, no, I'm sure he's. Is he going to see Le'Veon Bell on a new team? Yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me at all. Because um, because the the rumor always seemed to be that the coach never really wanted them to sign him anyway. Yeah, you know yeah, that would not that wouldn't shock me. Before they got a coach, right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. Weird. But the rumor was always that like Adam Gase didn't want them to pay Le'Veon Bell all this money. Adam Gase needs to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, – That's who they really need to get rid of. I mean, you want to talk about – I mean, poor Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, I like Sam Darnold. I mean, I think he has potential, but he's just in a tough – Gase at the helm. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's in a tough situation. Um, the Jets could be so much more, and you got to wonder how Jamal Adams feels too. Like, he's the – the guy's a monster. I mean, there mm-hmm. was brief talk before the trade deadline last year that the Jets were going to trade him to the Cowboys, but the Cowboys didn't want to pull the trigger. Right. I don't know why. I think the Cowboys, they wanted they wanted something. Um, they, they Or the Jets wanted someone big in return. I forget what the report was, but it was someone important. Like an, I think it was a key offensive tackle, maybe Zach Martin. Yeah. Um, or someone, you know, the best guard in the game mm-hmm. right now. Um, so I, I don't know. It's some some crazy, but um, I don't know. The Jets is going to be. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think this is going to be one of the crazier off seasons than we anticipate, especially like we had mentioned earlier with all the QB carousel, mm-hmm. um, you know, going around. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and then it'll also be interesting to see, you know, come draft day, what teams decide to trade up and down and. 
you know, I think I think everyone kind of sees the Bengals taking Burrow, you know, with that first pick. But after that, I mean, any of these teams can can change slots and shift around and trade up and trade down. So it's going to be curious. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess that does it for ep- episode nine. Mm-hmm. So um, BP and I are happy to be back. Uh, we will get back to you on episode 10 with more to talk about. We'll hopefully know a lot more of what's going on with Tom Brady. Um, and um, maybe we'll start talking mock draft once free agency begins. So thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Happy to be back. And we'll see you next episode.